Welcome to the Amazing Clocks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clark. And I'm Melanie Clark. And we are the, the Amazing, Amazing Clarks. Clarks. We're both award-winning certified life and love coaches and a husband and wife duo that have been coaching together as a team for 22 years and that have been passionately in love for 30. They call us the Amazing Clarks because we empower people to live amazing lives. Yes, we do. And you are part of our love revolution. We're here discussing ideas and concepts to create more self-love and love for others so we can put more love out into the universe. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, guys. And on this show, we got a great topic. Today, we're going to be talking about how to survive the holidays and family. Yes. Because this is the holiday season. So how do you survive it, get through it, make it a great holiday experience and, experience and grow closer to your family? Yes. But before we do that, let's catch up with the clocks. So- how you been, babe? What's been going on with you? How's your week I've been doing great. I have been busy, working, loving, living life, and having a great time. How about you? Uh, no complaints. I've been uh, <laughs> just, just enjoying getting going. Yeah, just enjoying life. Looking forward to uh, the holidays, getting through it. Yes. One day at a time. And, you know, with the holidays for me, it's always been kind of weird because- mm-hmm of my birthday yes. and my childhood issues with being a, a Capricorn, the Capricorn curse. And, you know, when you get your Christmas presents for your birthday, your birthday presents, your Christmas present. And it, that's always been kind of a rough time for me, the holidays. And so looking forward to uh, seeing family. Yes, I am. But the birthday part, not so much, but I still got time. I, I thought I thought we got on the other side of the birthday thing with you. I thought I thought you had made peace with that after you talked to your your family. Great segue, uh-huh. and your family and your right. and your siblings told you that uh, it was not a big deal. Even though I've worked on it, and I think I'm always going to have to work on it. Life work, yes. life work, right? Mm-hmm. It's still not my favorite. Yeah, but the pain is not as painful. It's like okay, I've let go of that mm-hmm. part of it. But it's not something that I've built enough excitement for yet. Oh, so you're still working on it. Yeah. So the excitement part, I think, is the next step. That's good. It's good to know where you're at with it. So I'll make sure you have a great birthday this year, okay? Yes, yes, yes. Yay. And I also was happy to run across um, our daughter's, uh, her little, when they, remember when she was born, they brought it to us in the stocking. Yes. Yeah. You look at that every year. You love that every year. Yes, I do. And I'm going to keep bringing it out every year. You're so sentimental. I love that about you. When our baby was born, (laughs) our daughter was born on Christmas day. And when the doctors brought her to us, they brought her to us in a Christmas Christmas stocking. stocking. And she was tiny and they had the stocking. So I saved the stocking all these years and I ran across that and that was a, a good memory. Yes. Yes, yes. So yeah, that's kind of a tradition you're creating creating around the holidays. Like you always pull the stocking out. So we have all of these traditions, right, during the holidays. Mm-hmm. And those are yours, like looking at the stocking, revisiting your feelings about your birthday. <laughs> yep. And even with Tony, you remember when she was little, mm-hmm. because we didn't celebrate Christmas. No, we didn't. No, when me and you first got together, we were like, nope, we're not doing Christmas because we grew up with Christmas and we were kind of at that stage where we just felt like it's about capitalism and it's about commercialism and people, you know, taking advantage of people and then people that don't have money are spending money that's putting, putting them even deeper into a hole. And then once Christmas is over now, they got this big bill and we were trying to get away from that cycle. Yeah. And we avoided Christmas and didn't celebrate it until our daughter was born. 
And then when she was born, it was like, damn it, we're going to have to eventually celebrate it. Because <laughs> she's, she's a Christmas baby. Right. But what we would tell her was that, because she would see that, you know, all the trees and the decorations and the mm-hmm. lights and she'd be like, oh my God, this is beautiful. It's amazing. What's going on? And at first we'd be like, the world is celebrating your birthday. And she'd be like, what? This is amazing. It's like, yeah, the world's celebrating. Then she got to a certain age because of school. <laughs> she was like, why did y'all tell me about Christmas? Okay. And I was like, okay, here we go. Yep. And so at that point, we realized that's something that, even though that that was a choice for us that we w- didn't want to make for ourselves, yes, we didn't want to take that away from her. We yeah. want to give her that choice and that experience. And boy, does she love Christmas. Yes, she does. She makes us have to love it too. Yes, she does. <laughs> but you know what? I, I have to say, I'm just going to be honest. I got mad at Christmas. I was, mm-hmm. mad, I was mad at Christmas way before I met you. And I was mad at Christmas because I worked really hard as a dental assistant. I was on my feet every day, mm-hmm. eight hours a day. I worked hard to make the money that I made. And I didn't make a lot of money. So I would buy my kids all these gifts after working my arse off. And then they'd be, we love Santa. <laughs> and I'm like, no, Santa didn't do anything. I did it all. <laughs> But you can't tell him that. I know, but I couldn't say Once that. Once you get sucked into that trap. Yeah. And then one year, I, this is when I just got the maddest. You guys you guys are starting to figure out I'm a rebel, right? So when I, when I get mad, ooh, I get mad. So this is what made me really mad. I woke up on Christmas morning one year and my two older lovely children had got up at 5 a.m. and opened every gift mm. while I was sleeping mm. and were playing with them. Mm. And then so happy with Santa. And I snapped. (laughs) I was like, Santa did not buy this gift for you. I did. And the only joy I get out of it is watching you open them. And you guys opened them without me. (laughs) There is no more Christmas. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And so I was just done with it. Yeah. We did that to my mother too. Yeah. I just felt like it's this thing that happens every year and it puts people, especially I'm just going to be real, puts poor people in a really bad position and it makes children believe that someone outside of their own family is doing for them. And I just didn't like the concept. I get the religious part of it. I get the traditional part of it. But I still don't like that part. I don't like people feeling obligated to spend what they don't have. So yeah. that's just kind of my deal on it. So that's a great segue into our topic. Great, How do you think that went over segue. with my family when I decided to stop doing Christmas? Right. <laughs> Surviving the holidays in the family. Surviving the holidays in the family. So I was the first one in my family to say, um, I'm going to buck the traditions. And I had always done everything really, really traditionally. And all of you that have been listening to me, I got divorced from, I was married to someone else. By the time I think, I think I was like 23, I was married. I had two children, well, 24. I had two children. I was married. I owned a home. And my entire family would come to my house for holidays. Mm-hmm. And then I got divorced. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> and they were mad. They even said, they. one of them even said to me, well, where are we going to go for Christmas now? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, so I, let me stay unhappily married so you have a place to right. go to for Christmas, right? Mm. Family can be tough. Yeah. They can be really, really tough. I agree. I agree. You know, I was like you where mm-hmm. I rebelled against the holidays. Mm-hmm. And a part of it was seeing my mother my mother during the holidays would go all out. Yeah. Your I mother mean, your mother loves I Christmas. Mean, literally, she would have so many gifts mm-hmm. that we couldn't enter the living room. Yeah. 
because they were just like, we had a big living room, but she would just go all out. And it was so many gifts that everybody from our building in Brooklyn, they would come down to our house the day before mm-hmm. just to take pictures of how oh many gifts. Oh my goodness. And to look at the gifts and be like, oh my God, look how many gifts. And then on Christmas Day, when we would open them, we'd send my youngest brother because he was the smallest. And so he was the only one that could get through. Uh-huh. And he would go get all the packages and hand them to everybody. And it was great. It was like this great high. But then the next couple of weeks, next month after that, there was reality. And it was dealing with how much that stuff cost. And then we mm-hmm. weren't, we didn't have enough money. It sucked. So to me, it, felt, it was like, it's not worth it. Yeah. And to see my mother, when she would get down and frustrated, you know, it was like, it hurt me so bad that I didn't, it was like, ah, I appreciated it. Yeah. And it was a great experience, mm-hmm. but that was the price that we paid for it. You know, to me, it was like, that wasn't worth it. Yeah. You know, the, the interesting thing about family on holidays, it's almost like people get together and just run the same program, the same pattern, right? Mm-hmm. And what I noticed when I became rebellious and I stopped doing the holidays and I I just changed my mindset and I just communicated with my family. Like I'm different and this, these are my beliefs and this is what I want to do for the holidays. This is what mm-hmm. I won't do for the holidays. And for a while they got really upset at me because people love tradition. They love being yeah. able to look forward to things. But what I found was that it didn't make me happy. It didn't make me happy to do it, and I refuse to do things that don't make me happy. I love Mm -hmm. my family. I love spending time with them, but I'm just at a place in my life, and I have been for a really long time. Mm -hmm. I'm not willing to do what makes me unhappy just so other people can be happy. And what I find with families is people are adjusting themselves, like they're making themselves smaller, or they're not speaking their truth, or maybe there's somebody in the family that's making rude comments to them, or saying things that they think are funny that that person doesn't think is Mm -hmm. funny. And so that causes a lot of problems in families, but people are afraid to communicate with their family because they don't want to get cut off, or they don't want to be talked about, or they don't want to be the black sheep of the family. So... That happens and that makes people feel like, oh, I hate the holidays. Like right. They dread it's, the holidays. They dread seeing family. Even though they love their family, they still dread it. Right. And it's the, I think you, you nailed it. It's the obligation. Yes. And, you know, it's the spirit of why you're doing it. If you're doing it because it's just you love the spirit of it mm-hmm. and it just brings you joy to celebrate and to have and buy gifts and yeah. to receive them. And that's beautiful. Yes. But. If it's from obligation mm-hmm. or you're expected to do it, yeah, that's when it loses its fun. Mm-hmm. I agree. And people become cranky. People become bitter. People, you know, it's like it's not worth it. So, for example, I've had people in my family when we have family get-togethers where it's about competition. Yeah. Like, look what I bought. Look how much we spent. Mm-hmm. And that takes the fun out of it as well. Yeah. Let's pause right there for a moment because I'm feeling inspired. Well, I'm a pretty inspiring guy. (laughs) Of course you are. But I want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Target who are also in the inspiration business. Uh Uh-oh. Are we about to go on a Target run? I got to hide my wallet. Oh, we are definitely going on a Target run, honey. But I want to tell you about a new initiative Target is doing with HBCUs. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. Target's partnering with HBCUs to support the next generation of black talent. I love that. All right. All right. I like it. Right? 
One of the ways Target's teaming up with HBCUs is through Target's HBCU Design Challenge, where HBCU students submit designs to be included in Target's Black History Month collection. A design challenge sounds pretty cool. I mean, I went to these street universities, but I'm loving Target's (laughs) commitment to the next generation of black talent. Me too. So you all want to make sure to check back during Black History Month to see the latest winners, designs that will be featured in Target's 2022 Black History Month collection. Celebrate your legacy. Invest in the future. Together, we are Black beyond measure. If you want more information about Target's commitment to HBCUs, visit target.com forward slash Black beyond measure to learn more. So let's get back to it. And I can put it in my wallet. <laughs> yes, you can. You're safe, baby. <laughs> nice. You know, um, the other thing, and, and this, like, I'm excited to share this with our listeners. A huge thing that creates the discomfort during the holidays with families is how we talked about in our first podcast about like your brain, the brain science, Mm -hmm. where your brain creates memories by cataloging every experience you've had from birth until now, right? Mm -hmm. Well, when we get together with our families, we have a lot of brain files that are not so good about our families because we spend our whole childhood with our families. And they have a lot of brain files about us. And they us have a lot of brain so files good. about us that are not so good. Yeah. So what happens when we get together is we subconsciously go back to those files. So if you want to enjoy your family and you don't, if you currently don't, some people love being with family and they get along great. I love being with our family. We get along great with our kids. Good, yeah. we, we've done some work in our family dynamics, and we actually have amazing family relationships. And so I want to give you guys some of the, the tools that we used to create a great family dynamic so that you have a great holiday. And it's really about managing your own energy when you're around people. And it's about the stories that you tell about them. So I'm sorry, I feel like you no, wanted no, to no. say something. Okay. So... If you have had negative experiences with your family and that's what you focus on when you show up, you're going to show up with the energy of that negative experience and then they're going to pick up that energy and then they're going to play it out with you. And that's Mm -hmm. what happens. We trigger each other. It's like, oh, I'm going to Thanksgiving dinner and so-and-so's going to be there. She was mean to me before. So Mm -hmm. now now my energy has to adjust to get ready for aunt so-and-so, right? So the key is to create in your mind the outcome that you want from the get together before you actually get together. Mm-hmm. You are the creator of your reality. You write the story with your family. And if you consistently focus on the pain and the bad memories with them, because remember, you have both. You have bad and good memories with mm-hmm. everyone. And you get to choose which memories you focus on. And I can just hear the accountability people out there, but I want to hold them accountable. They did do wrong stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can drop the accountability for a holiday right. <laughs> and just have fun. Just go with the idea that I want to have fun and I want to love my family and I want to enjoy my family. And the past is the past. Right. And you know, this that's an important tip because a lot of people, especially our clients this mm-hmm. time of year, yep. they start reaching out because they're going to be around family and- they want to learn, you know, how do I deal with this? It's really stressful for them. And yeah. it causes them a lot of anxiety leading up to it. Mm-hmm. And so one of the ways that I, the tools that I've given our clients, and then I'll share with you listeners, is that I create a surplus of tolerance. 
Now, here's what I mean by that. There's this, like, example. The oh, saucer in a cup. The filling your love cup. That right, way. the filling your love cup. The Lisa Nichols thing? I don't right. know if she I don't created, know if she created it. it. Right. Yeah. But basically, okay, now imagine a coffee cup and a saucer. Most people, they give to others from their cup. So when that cup is depleted, then they're depleted. And then they get angry, and they get bitter, and they get upset because they have nothing to give. They're depleted because right. they've been giving from their cup. Yes, till it's empty. Till the cup is empty. Yes. And that's what causes the fights, and that's what causes the chaos and yes. family get-togethers. But now, the way that what you want to do is to not give from the cup, but to give from the saucer. So you fill your cup so much with, uh, with so much appreciation and gratitude and love and patience that it overflows over the cup into the saucer and then feed, give to others from your saucer. And so once they deplete the saucer, don't go into the cup. That's for you. Always protect your cup. So that's what I do in my own way with my surplus. Right. And before I have the event, first of all, I raise up my energy and I find things to be grateful for and appreciative about. And that puts me in a high frequency of vibration of love. So that's filling up my cup. Mm-hmm. And then I keep doing that till it flows over my cup into my saucer. Mm-hmm. So then when I'm around family, when people are being a little off the hook and, you know, I'm working on my perspective and I have patience and, yeah. and as they gets, that cup gets lower and lower and lower, I don't let it get to E. Mm-hmm. Once it gets to like a quarter of a tank in the red, it's like, okay, now I got to back away from everybody. Time to go. Time to go. Either I got to leave <laughs> yeah. or I got to go off to myself mm-hmm. and replenish my cup by doing something I enjoy. And then I'll come back. That's the key. Come with a surplus and don't allow them to drain your surplus. That's great advice. I love that. And it's it's very true. You have to have extra energy to deal with family mm-hmm. because you're going you're subconsciously going through all your brain files when you're around them. It just triggers that response in you. So it's pulling your energy. Something else that I think you can do that I do, and I know you do too, Anthony, is you have to learn to accept people for who they are. Mm-hmm. You're not going to fix them. You're not going to change them. And they are not you. So much pain and suffering happens in families because people want people to be something different. They want them to act different. They want them to be different. And so they're constantly trying to say things to get them to be different. Don't do that. Accept them where they are. When you accept people where they are, they can feel it. And when they feel it, they won't mess with you. Mm-hmm. When you are judging them and you are putting up defensive energy around them, then they're going to feel it and they're going to come for you. So one of the ways that you can do that is I like to think of people as characters. Ah, you get out of my my head. You could do it. Always well, reading my mind. Huh? We're entangled, I was, so just I was just curious. running around in there. <laughs> it really is to notice things about them and create a character out mm-hmm. of them. Like they're just a funny character. You know, the aunt that you know says inappropriate things. Like, oh, there's aunt inappropriate. Gotta love her. Yeah. Here she comes with her inappropriate comments. Right. And you just realize that that's who she is. You're probably not gonna fix her. Right. And not just that one person. Look at. The whole experience mm-hmm. is like a, a movie or a play or something. Yes. And everybody's a character and you're a character too. Yep. And, and what makes a good play or a good movie 
it's not that everybody's all the characters are the same or all the characters are being politically correct. Mm-hmm. You need a protagonist, an antagonist. You need a comedian. You need a drunk. Yeah. You need, <laughs> you know, a gossiper. You need a little bit of everything in those yeah. plays. And, you know, just don't take it personally. And realize that you only have a certain amount of those you're going to be going to anyway. Yes. And so appreciate it. Have gratitude. And those people that you're seeing now, they may not be at the next one. Mm-hmm. So have gratitude and appreciation. And yes. I wonder how... Uh, you know, COVID's going to affect a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of families. That may alter things. I actually think this year families are going to really come together because so many people are vaccinated mm-hmm. and, you know, we're we're in free for all, free fall right now. Right. They miss last year. Yeah. So yeah. maybe people won't get triggered that much because they didn't get to be with each other. So they got some, they got, got some appreciation. Yeah. Of, you get some appreciation when you don't get a chance. Yeah, to be absence people. can make the heart grow fonder. Yeah, it definitely can. So here's here's one other thing that I want to give you guys as a tip that can help when you're around family. Another thing that causes pain is we as human beings have an identity that we create for ourselves. Like we decide who we are. But then other people outside of us want to come in sometimes and tell us who we are. Our family members remember and see us how they've always seen us as a kid. Even when we're grown ass people, they're still like, you're little Anthony and you're little Melanie. But you see yourself differently. You see yourself as an adult and you see yourself as someone who's contributing or whatever your story is about yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you feel like someone else is not seeing your story about yourself, it will cause you to be upset. So the key is to communicate to your family who you are now. If they say things that trigger you or make you feel uncomfortable or even embarrass you, sometimes families tell stories that are embarrassing Mm -hmm. that you don't like and nobody says anything. So it is okay for you to say, hey, maybe that's who I was when I was 17, but this is who I am now. Mm -hmm. And I really like who I am now. And I want to make sure you guys know who I am now. Because if you don't do that, they're going to create you from your past. Mm-hmm. And you're always going to feel that you're not seen and that you're not heard and that you're not loved for who you are. But it is your responsibility to communicate that to your family and to the people that you love so that they can start treating you accordingly. So I experienced this when I became a life coach. So before I became a life coach, I had been doing a lot of personal work after I got divorced from my first husband. And I'd gone to therapy and I was really interested in personal work and mm. read a lot. And I was really just always working on myself. And so I was taking myself from feeling like a victim. And that was weaved all throughout my family relationships. So what I mean by that is I was the one in the family that if anybody needed anything, I showed up. Everyone knew they could depend on me. I would give if it was my last whatever I was just easy breezy. I would even call myself a little bit of a doormat. So when I started working on myself and I started becoming more confident and having the ability to say no and to speak my truth and to stand up for myself, some people in my family did not like it. Right. And they said, we don't like the new you. We like the old you. And the reason they liked the old me was they were used to her. I was a comrade in the pain. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like what I mean by that is we would sit around and talk about how bad we had it growing up and how awful it was. And we had a shared negative experience. We had a shared trauma. Now I had the audacity to step away from my trauma and to do healing work for myself. So when I would talk to them, I would talk to them differently. I wouldn't go into the negative story. I wouldn't go into the victim mode. I would always say, we got this and we survived it and we're powerful and we're bosses. And they'd be like, I don't like that. Cause y'all negative does not like positive (laughs) and vice versa. So I just had to speak my truth and say, look, what we went through was awful and I'm so happy we had each other and I love you all so much, but I don't want to stay there and I don't want to live my life there. And so I've been working really hard to get out of the toxic pool of negativity that we grew up in and and I'm throwing y'all a lifeline and you can grab the lifeline and come with me or you can stay there, but I'm not getting back in the pool with you. It didn't go well at first. It took a little time and then over time they accepted it. And then over time, they started being more positive. And then over time, we were able to have a relationship with the new me. But that was my responsibility to communicate that to them. And so for you guys, if you are ready, and you have to be ready to do this. If you're ready, then you have to decide who you are. You show up and you tell your people, this is who I am. I love you guys. I'm just growing and evolving, but I speak my truth. This is who I am. And I, I want you guys to do the same thing. Right. We can all grow together. Right. And that's tapping into the art of allowing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that's leading into that. The art of allowing where if you want people to allow you to be you. Yes. It's the law of attraction. So you want to make sure you're allowing them to be themselves. From my experience, when there is you know, family chaos during the holidays and, mm-hmm. and it doesn't go right, it's because families aren't practicing the art of allowing. Yes. What they're doing is they're judging each other. We have this uh, analogy. It's like the uh, buffet analogy. Look at it like this. Every experience in life that you can ever have or will ever have is a dish in the buffet of life. Nothing can be taken out. Everything that ever will exist, that is, does exist, is in this buffet. And so the tendency is that you're going through this buffet line and you have your plate you pick a dish and you don't like that dish. And then the tendency is to go, I don't like this dish. This dish is wrong. This dish is bad. I don't like this. Where's the manager? Get this dish out the, the buffet. Get the, get this out. I don't like it. This dish offends me. You're causing this chaos and you're getting yourself upset. And you're getting everybody else upset. And then the waiter comes along is like, excuse me, I can't take that out the buffet. Every dish here is supposed to be here. And then there's a person behind you that goes, yes, and I came for that dish that you don't like. So if you don't like that dish, don't take it out the buffet. Just move on to the dish that you do like. Yep. And that's the art of allowing. If you don't like something, move on to what it is, it is that you do like. No need to judge it or to get upset with it because that dish works for someone else. Yes. And so any techniques that you can get during the holidays to get you through, you know, use them. Yes. I have one other tip that you could do. And this is part of being part of the love revolution, people. Just show up to love. Give yourself a time limit. Say, I'm going to go for two hours. Mm -hmm. And while I'm there, (laughs) while I'm there, I am going to make a point 
to love on every person in that room. I'm going to hug everyone. I'm going to speak to everyone and I'm going to leave them with something positive. That is my goal. My goal is to light up that room with loving, kind energy. I'm going to do, I have just enough wattage for two hours. (laughs) I'm going to do a two hour love bomb drive by. I'm going to drop some love. I'm going to eat some turkey or some stuff in, and then I'm going to go home and I'm going to feel great Mm -hmm. because that's all I have to do. I have spent my entire life with my family. I'm grown and I'm happy to meet with them, have some traditions, feel good for two hours and go home. Mm -hmm. You create the outcome that you want before you get there. You set the time limit. You set the tone. You manage the energy by the thoughts that you have and the thoughts that you carry and the outcome that you decided that you want. You know, one thing I will say that we're actually really fortunate because once we became coaches and once we start living this lifestyle, being conscious creators and Mm -hmm. practicing the law of attraction, all the universal laws, at first the people in our family, they thought that we were crazy. Yes, they and did. And they all judged us. Yes, they did. And over you know, some battery talk. Yeah. And over, yeah, they said we worship batteries. Yes. <laughs> They're and, talking about energy all the time. Yeah. They worship batteries. Yeah. Okay. And so, but over time, they saw the impact that it had on our life, that we were doing amazingly well. Yes. And then they started coming to us, asking us to teach them. Mm-hmm. And now for the most part with your side of the family and my side of the family, yep. they all are aware of universal laws. Absolutely. So when we get together as a family now, even though there's some little, <laughs> every now and then something a little, little, little off the hook, like but that's a family. But overall, 95% of the time, yeah. everybody's on point. Yeah. And 100%. we have a great time because everybody's taking responsibility for their own energy. Yes. And so- that's the key. Take responsibility. And, and we have some characters in the family, and we all know hey, their I'm characters. characters too. We're characters. I'm a character too. We went to a, we went to a wedding shower, and they're like, "Watch the Clarks come in. Watch how they walk in. They're, Here they come. Here they come." What did my friend say? She was <laughs> like, "Oh, here come the celebrities, the Clarks." But they look at us like we're like characters to them, and yeah. that's okay. We laughed. We're like, "Yeah, we'll be the celebrities. Here we are. Yes, yeah. we're showing up." So we know we're characters too. Everyone's a character. And the key is just to love that we're characters and not take it personally. And you know what? And here's a great thing. Yeah. And if things go really bad and don't work out, don't worry. You always got next year. <laughs> you can, you you can practice again. again. You can there practice you again. Wait, I got, I got one more tip. This is one of my favorite tips to deal with people that you don't agree with because that's what's going to happen. You, you're going to have some disagreements is I just smile and nod. Smile and nod. Why do you got to be right? Mm-hmm. Why do you got to talk them out of their perspective and into yours? Why? Because it ain't going to work. <laughs> yeah, gonna it's not it. going to work and it's just going to make everybody upset. So just smile and nod and let them think whatever they want to think. As long as it's not a personal attack on you or your character, let people believe whatever they want. It's not your job to change their mind. Just love and accept them where they are. They're your family. You're going to go home in, uh, two, in two hours. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> So I hope that helps you guys. I know the holidays can be tough, but it's everything that we have been sharing with you on this podcast all year. You have the power to manage your energy. And if you show up with positive energy, you are dominating energy. Don't tell the same old story. 
tell a new story. I'm going to walk in here and light up this room. I'm going to have a great time over the next two hours. There's going to be so much love. I love these people, characters and all. I'm going to have a great holiday. I agree. Yes. So on that note, on that note, you guys, thank you so much for continuing to listen to our podcast and spread the love and being part of our love revolution. I'm feeling the love out there. Yes, I'm I feeling am. the love in the universe. It's working, you guys. Oh, I am too. Definitely feeling it. Yes. And don't forget to get a copy of our book, Crack the Code, Secrets to Achieving Yet Happily Ever After, yes. which could be a great holiday gift. Yes, indeed. Um, and also... If you want to become a life coach or you want to learn techniques to life coach yourself, go to the Law of Attraction Life Coach Academy. That's at the Law of Attraction Life Coach Academy.com. Yes. So, you guys, on that note, we are out. We love you. Have a wonderful week, and, and we, we love will you see you next time. Here you go. We gave it to you. Now, what you going to do with it?